Welcome to the Financially Independent Teachers Podcast, where educators come together to discuss their journey on the road to financial independence. Now, please join our co-host, Dave and Brandon, as they prepare to help other educators get fit with their finances. Welcome and thanks for joining us on episode 133 of the Financially Independent Teachers Podcast. If you think your story can help other educators and you'd be willing to come on the show, please check out our website, financiallyindependentteachers.com, and fill out the form to come on the show. Coach Spies, how are things in New Bern, North Carolina, my friend? Things are good in New Bern, North Carolina. It's early on Saturday morning. Uh, Fall is here officially. I actually went outside to run this morning. And I was like, man, fall, that is you. You are here. Uh, it's kind of cool outside. I love that. I love all the seasons, but I love it. I love that first morning where you walk outside and it's really fall. So, Oh, gosh, I loved it. Uh, today's Saturday. We're recording. But yesterday on Friday, I think it was like 58 degrees in the morning. I was able to throw like a little sweater on over my polo at work. And I don't know. I just love sweater weather. And then, of course, it got to 88 by the end of the day. Right. But uh, beautiful, beautiful weather here in eastern North Carolina. You're talking, you know, 82 to 86 during the day. But in the morning, you're 58, 62. And, you know, once that sun goes down at 730, you're back in that low 60s. So you can have a good time. You can still go to the beach. But yet you can have a fire in the backyard and enjoy that as well while you watch college football. So who wouldn't want to live in eastern North Carolina? I love it. I've been here 18 years and uh, don't plan on going anywhere else. You don't have to shovel snow in the winter, and you can go to the beach in the summer. Pretty, And if you want to in the winter, you can also go skiing in the mountains of North Carolina. So if you want to make the drive, we've got it all. So, Coach, we're doing a solo episode, just you and I today. Uh, I love having a a little bit of a mixture here. We've got some really good guests coming on the show here in the next few weeks, so that's going to be really exciting. But today what I wanted to talk about is, okay, uh, we're pushing toward October here. We're talking about the fall weather and – it's going to be pumpkin spice latte season or whatever else people want to do with their, their Starbucks. But we've got to start thinking about what do we need to do right now with our money? So we came up with a list of five things when it comes to your financial health and your well-being and all the different things that you really need to focus on right now. So very short episode, going to be a quick checklist. We're going to talk about it. But what are the five things people need to be doing right now with their money and their situation. You want to go ahead and start with number one. So I'm, and I'm going to be, I'm, I'm, I've decided I'm going to be a bit of the devil's advocate on this. Okay. Um, But not, not really. I just, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of, I, you know, here recently I've been talking to people about their finances and getting some pushback um, about how this doesn't really line up with real life. You know, you, you, it's pie in the sky, what you're talking about. And you and I have talked about this before, you know, pie in the sky, that sort of thing. Um, so the first one that we're talking about is planning for the holidays. And I talk about this all the time because I love spending money at the holidays, right? I mean, I love, I love the October stuff. I, I mean, you know, the festivals, I love, uh, you know, you get past um, uh, Halloween, you get into November and Thanksgiving, and then you get into all the Christmas stuff. I mean, I love it, right? Um, you got gifts, even if you don't love it, you've got a minimum that you have to buy, right? Um, food, there's just all sorts of things to spend money on this time of year. And so 
actually, we talk about putting money aside in a sinking fund all year. Yep. And, uh, you know, but we also know a lot of people haven't done that. So they're running in here. They are running into October, September 15th, September 16th today as we're recording. And so probably when this releases, I'm guessing it's going to be in October sometime. So you're, it's upon us. It's here. You know, so I guess there's there's two things that we can say here. The first one is when this Christmas season is over, what can you do to better prepare next year if you didn't prepare well this year? You know, and, and obviously we advocate for a sinking fund where you put money aside each month. But Dave, what do you do if you get here to this place and you didn't make that happen, right? You don't you don't have a sinking fund. You know, maybe you just started listening. Maybe you just started getting your finances in order. Does life stop at the holidays or do you, you know, how, well, how do you approach that if you don't have anything? Well, that's, that's a really good question. Uh, at least you're here though. I will say you're here. Thank you for joining us. You've stopped and maybe you haven't been saving since January, like we recommend, but you can at least start to work on a Christmas budget right now or a holiday budget, whatever you celebrate and you figure, okay, we've got eight to 10 weeks until this thing happens. How much could I save each week uh, to get to whatever my goal is? I'd say the average person uh, as an adult is spending at least $1,000 on the holidays. Would you agree? I don't see how you can get away with not spending about so, that much. So. Okay. So if, if I've got, uh, again, I'm not very good at, at napkin math. I'm going to pull my calculator out. If I just set a goal for $1,000 and I had nine weeks to do that, you're looking at $111 a week that you would need to save over the next nine weeks to get to your thousand dollar goal. So, you know, I would like to think that the average person, whether they want to admit it or not, each week might have, you know, 15 to $20 a week spent in fast food that might be unnecessary that maybe they could save if they would have, you know, made something at home. So maybe you make a few cutbacks with your eating habits. You know, maybe you take a look at those subscriptions and, and who knows, maybe you can save $30 a month on subscriptions on stuff that you don't even really need. Maybe you can cut out Netflix. It's not like if you cut Netflix out from here until January 1st, you can't sign right back up for $15.99. You know, they allow you to sign back up. I think sometimes when we think about cutting subscriptions, we think, oh my God, if I cut that, I can never join that, that subscription again. You can join right back on. You can cancel one month. You can start back up the next month. So it all comes down to priorities. At the end of the day, we all do what we want to do. And I understand things are tough, but we make time for what we want to make time for. And we make room in the budget for what we think is most important. And I get times are tough, but you know what can you do maybe outside of your income? Even if you can't make any adjustments, there's nothing else you can cut. There's no extra money coming in. What kind of side hustle could you do between now and Christmas to make that extra money? You know, heck, it's fall season. I'm not too proud to go out and knock on neighbors' doors and rake leaves for people, trim shrubs, you know, do a fall cleanup. Dave Ramsey talks about this all the time. He said, you know what? One thing rich people don't like, they don't like leaves. He said, you go to the wealthiest neighborhood in your area and you bring, you know, some bags, you bring some rakes, you bring some blowers and you go knocking on doors. He said, rich people are allergic to leaves. Go make it happen. So I don't know. You could find some sort of a side hustle uh, just for a temporary deal as well. Yeah, most of this, and, and we're going to fly through these a little bit here, but most of this is about behavior. And, um, you know, like immediately when we said you probably can't get away with spending less than a thousand dollars, um, I just, I literally just heard somebody in my head say, hold my beer, you know, <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> it's all about, it's about all about behavior and it's about, yeah. um, you know, uh, 
behavior when it comes to saving, behavior when it comes to investing, behavior when it comes to budgeting. And so it's one thing to know what you're supposed to do. It's another thing to be able to adjust your your behavior. And then, you know, so you so at some point your behavior has to line up with your goals. And true. You know, so but what do you do when you you know the right thing, you have the goals set, but things happen in the moment that, you know, tempt you to step outside that behavior. So it's like I'm going to step in and out. Right. I'm going to behavior is going to be, um, you know, maybe not congruent with the goals that I've set. So and and I guess where I'm getting with this is you're sitting out there and you're like, well, you know, I didn't save enough. So I guess I'm going to put it on a credit card. I'll just do it this one time, <laughs> just this one time, you know, but this one time leads to the second time leads to a third time. It, it's behavior. And so yeah, I'm just going to eat this one cookie, even though I'm following just, this plan, you know, man, just this one cookie and one <laughs> cookie leads to 10 pounds, man. It does. I'm telling you, you know, it does. And can so, I tell you my uh, Christmas plan coach really quick? I would, before love we move on? Your, I would love to hear your Christmas plan. So I've kind of developed this over the years and uh, it's kind of the credit card hacking thing. I'm not saying, Go buy a new TV for two grand so you get reward points. Yeah, but we do a smart. we do a lot of uh, our shopping on Amazon, which we're going to talk about later. With our Airbnbs and whatnot, we have a lot of things on rotation. That once a month we're getting laundry tabs and we're getting makeup wipes and all these things. So we have the uh, Amazon Prime credit card, and over the entire year, every time we're buying something on Amazon, we're getting five percent back. Mm -hmm. which is actually a pretty good deal uh, in rewards. So I save up all of those points for the holiday season. And normally around Christmas, I have about $1,000 in Amazon points saved up. <laughs> and uh, this might make me sound really bad, but I try to really zero in on whatever Christmas gift I buy someone in my family. It's being purchased off Amazon. So basically it's the reward points that purchase all the Christmas gifts for my kids, family members, and whatnot. And everybody makes their wish list on Amazon in our family. So it's pretty easy to just click, utilize reward points, and then bam, all we have to worry about is like travel, transportation, and like going out to eat. But as far as gifts go, uh, Jeff Bezos is picking that up for my family. Uh, I don't know why it shouldn't have, but I just thought of that, um, that the movie uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> And how grandma goes around the house and packs up things that are in the house. And the boy says, can't wait to see what I got. Yeah. You know, we do jello with cat food in it too. So <laughs> everything works out, but that that's, that's one strategy. That's that, a good strategy. Can it's, work. Good, it's a good strategy. So yeah, don't mock the strategy, but don't go in debt on purpose just to, to utilize the strategy. But maybe you can start now for next Christmas. Maybe you're not going to have enough to build up for next year, but I do like that Amazon prime credit card. It's good, man. That's a good. Deal. But I'm going to kind of go against Amazon in a little bit. So that's number one is you got to start thinking about the holidays. I uh, saw a statistic that said 40% of Americans go in credit card debt over the holidays. And 40% of those people are still paying off that debt come April of the following uh, part of the new year. So number two, we love it. We promote it all the time. If you do not have a high yield savings account, if you don't have a high yield savings account right now, what are you waiting for? Our synchrony accounts, coach, I don't know if you realize that this week just bumped up to 4.75. It's awesome. Awesome. So a sinking fund, um, 
you know, anything really, you could have multiple sinking funds. I actually have three sinking funds in synchrony right now. We've got one for our Airbnb. We've got one for saving money for our taxes. Uh, we've got another one for vacation. So we have different ones building up 4.75%. Uh, I like the state employees credit union in North Carolina as a teacher, but I don't even think their accounts are over 1.15%. Why would you turn away a free, you know, extra three and a half or 4% on your money? No, you would have you, uh, you, there's no more to say on that. Um, yeah, go, sign up, go to synchrony, sign up. Um, and, and there's others out there, some are maybe hitting five percent, but you and I, you know, we're creatures of habit. I've been yeah. using synchrony for years, and then I told you about it, you've been using it. We promote synchrony a lot, we understand there's others out there. The only reason why I say synchrony is because I've used it and I've liked their service, and, and it's been good. There might be others that are higher, but I don't know, coach, I'm not going to go chase. Well, hey, there's another one that just opened up and they're 5%. Well, I'm not going to go open up a new account, move all my money out of synchrony just to get a little more. You know, maybe that's a bad thing. I know some people are trying to maximize every little thing they can, but to me, that's just a headache, you know, to keep moving it because the rates, they're going to go up and they're going to go down. That's right. So get yourself so, a high yield savings. Get yourself a high yield savings account for sure. Uh, number three, stop the bleeding. Um, and this is a good time of year to start talking about that. You know, if you've already got credit card debt, let's not add to it. Um, it takes so long sometimes to pay back credit cards. You know, as a matter of fact, if you make minimum payments, it takes forever. So, you know, if you're going to get hyper-focused on trying to pay off credit card debt, you certainly want to stop adding to that total. And um, I think this is a good time of year to remind people of that because this is a time of year when, well, the, the numbers say 40% will go into debt. Um, and so that this is a good time of year to talk about that, you know, to, 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 to put the credit card up, you know, <laughs> cut it up, get rid of it, uh, until you can get what you've paid off until you've got what you've already racked up, paid off. So, yeah, and we're trying to hit really on everybody here because the person who is bleeding right now and, you know, death by a thousand cuts, $30 here, a hundred dollars here, a $300 car repair there, a daycare payment. The people that we're talking about right now probably aren't thinking about a high-yield savings account. They're not worried about getting 4.75% in interest. They're worried about paying 27% on their credit card that they're $10,000 in debt on. So, you know, no matter your situation, you know, we are not anti-credit card. You know, I know we mentioned Dave Ramsey a decent amount on here because he helped get us started, but we're actually on the opposite end of the spectrum there. We do not align with Dave Ramsey's belief of do not use a credit card. We believe in responsible usage, um, only using a credit card if you have enough money in the checking or savings account to pay it off immediately. So you might be in a tough spot right now. You might not be thinking about saving for Christmas and things like that, but you've got to stop the bleeding. Um, I just met with a financial client of mine that I'm coaching, and she just cut up three credit cards in our last meeting, Brandon. Mm. She said, I'm done because... It was just so convenient. She had a Kohl's credit card. She had a Starbucks credit card. She's like, well, what about the rewards? I'm like, at this point, we've got to stop the bleeding. So if you're in debt, how can we just at least tread water for a period of time and not continue to go in? That's a good, I mean, it is what it is. That's uh, so number one, uh, start preparing for the holidays and come up with a, a, a plan. Uh, number two, open up a high yield savings account. Number three, stop the bleeding. Let's let's stop adding to your totals on your credit card. Number four. 
Yeah, number four is, again, this is all situation dependent, but I've had some people recently reach out. It's been really good positive news, Coach, where they've sent us messages that, hey, I just opened up a taxable brokerage account. I had a Roth IRA, but after listening to the last show, I want some more flexibility. I'm adding and adding a taxable brokerage. I've had other people say, I'm just now finally opening up my Roth IRA. Excuse me. So the goal is increase your contribution limits. So let's say that last year you opened up a Roth IRA and you're doing $150 a month. My challenge to you would be, why not try to bump that up and maybe let's go to 175 a month. So even if you're starting out small, 100 a month, 75 a month, let's just always be adding more money into that. And again, you want these contributions to be on the automation system where all you have to do is change the contribution amount and you never have to think about doing it again. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think I can add a whole lot to that. I think the adding to the contribution, obviously these four things, you may not be able to do all four of these things because if you're in a position where you've got uh credit card debt, you're really not putting any more money uh, into a high yield savings account right now. You're just looking to pay off credit card debt. You've got your emergency savings fund, which I actually don't think, you know, Synchrony is a great place to put your emergency savings funds because it's not as easy to access. It does take some time to move it from your Synchrony account into your checking account so that you actually spend it. And obviously, if it's an emergency, then you need access to it right now. So whatever you're comfortable with, with an emergency savings account, whether it's uh, a sort of savings fund, I mean, whether it's the $1,000 Dave Ramsey or whether, you know, you feel like you need a little more than that. Um, whatever the case may be, you probably want that in your in a normal savings account. And then you're putting more money into your high yield savings account, whether it be sinking funds or savings above your emergency. But um, if you're paying off a credit card, you're probably not putting much money in a high yield savings account because you're trying to pay a credit card off. So obviously all of these won't um, won't work in, in concert. You're going to pick some of these. But, um, you know, definitely we think that no matter where you are, one of these first four is where you're at. You're either adding to um, retirement accounts, you know, and you're, you're going to add to your investment, you're paying down credit cards, you're adding to your savings. Certainly mapping out a plan for uh, the holidays is something we all need to do, especially if you don't already have one. And one thing, again, where we're different, I think, is even if you are, let's say that you're $10,000 in credit card debt right now and you were to ask Brandon and I, hey, do you think I should still open up a Roth IRA? What would we say, Brandon? I mean, I would definitely say yes. I probably wouldn't say put very much in it a month. I definitely probably wouldn't say add to it. If you have any extra money, I would say put it on the on the debt. But we would definitely say open up the Roth IRA and put something in it. Yeah, maybe put $10 a month. Yeah, whatever. whatever you, Whatever's reasonable. Um, for you, you know, put that in there because it develops the habit of investing and it, and it, and it, what it does is it takes down the mystery. Uh, it takes down, uh, it starts building the habit. It's, it's a good idea to start doing it, uh, because most people don't invest because they're intimidated by it. And so we want you to not be intimidated by the idea of investing. And that's what this fourth point is all about. Number one, we want you to open up the retirement account just to have it that's a huge hurdle to get over coach, just to have it, mm-hmm. just to, you know, it, you got to be fearless to open up that account. And then even if you're doing $10 a month, even if you're in debt next year, let's try to get it to $15 a month, 
just always know that you're going to be adding more each year, obviously up until the limit. Um, you know, please don't add more than the, the $6,500 that Uncle Sam will let you put into a Roth IRA. We don't want to have to deal with the IRS and, and the consequences of doing that. But even if you're adding an extra couple dollars a year, it is worth it. And over the course of you know a handful of years, it makes a big, big difference. So, and then, you know, number five, and actually Dave and I didn't talk about this before the show. He put a question mark there and, and we, and, and I then gave a suggestion. So maybe we can both talk about these, but um, what I, what I probably would suggest, um, and I'm, I'm preaching to myself is to constantly reevaluate how much money you're spending on, um, on food and sundry items. You know, I think that in the, inflation is a real thing right now. Everything costs more money and, it's pretty easy to get out of control when it comes to your food budget and your eating out budget. And so just, just keeping a handle on that and not just putting it on autopilot, but keeping a handle on, you know, what you're revisiting and figuring out, you know, am I, am I, am I really spending what I, what I'm comfortable with on those items might be a good thing for us all to do heading into the holidays. Um, I'm issuing you a challenge coach. Go ahead. Um, are you down for this? It depends on what it is. Uh, you just got to say yes or no. I'm not pouring it. I'm not pouring ice water on my head. <laughs> okay. We're not going to do that. <laughs> no, but you know, I think a good challenge for you and I would be, and I, and I'm sure you saw it on the, the social media page for fit the other day. Is that if you and I shared one meal per week that we made and take a couple pictures, take a picture of the receipt from the grocery store, or at least, you know, convert the numbers over and let's share with the fit audience what we're making for dinner and how much it cost us. We that's can kind of do a challenge. Yeah, that's a great thing. I think, <clears throat> I think we should do that. Um, and I would love to see, I would love to see the fit family do that. Oh, that would be Every, amazing. Like get, get the whole fit family, you know, posting what we're doing for meals. Cause I do think, so the three big ticket items, home or housing, car, transportation, and food. Those are the three big ticket. But of, of those three, the one that's the most, I guess you could say, uh, manageable in terms of we can do something about it in the here and now most, you know, easily is the food one. Uh, you know, if you've got like, in other words, if, if you've got a mortgage payment, I mean, you've got a mortgage payment. I mean, you know, you can't change that easily, but you can easily change how much you're spending on food. And so getting those ideas out there about how to eat cheaper I think is, uh, I think that's, that's valuable information. I would love to know what the fit family is doing to cut costs there. So I think that's a fun fall challenge. So we're going to have to start that up and coach, I'm challenging you not to dump ice on your head, but you are the next one to post a meal and, uh, that needs to be done by next Friday. So are you, are you up for it? Uh, I, like I'll post it today. In fact, okay. Um, so Saturday night, what, what is, what is happening in the Spies household for Saturday night? And you know what? I'm not going to pull any punches. You know what? If I spend too much, I'm just going to post it and say, and just, and just be, and just let everybody. We're all just going to throw tomatoes at you. Rip me. Yeah. Just rip me. Just say, <laughs> oh my gosh, you spent that much money. This is ridiculous. No, um, no, no. We'll do it though. Saturday night. What are, what are Brandon and Lori having for dinner on Saturday night? All right. Well, I, I look forward to that. And I think this is a really good challenge. We kind of just made that up last minute. So. The Fit Food Challenge. Let's see what you're making. We're call, that's what we're calling it, the Fit Food Challenge. I love it. The Fall Fit Food Challenge. 
That's what we're calling it. That that's it. All right. Post those pictures. Everybody. Hashtag. Hashtag. Post all those pictures. Coach, uh, I really appreciate you doing this short little episode for us in the fall. I know that you're busy uh, doing admin stuff. Really looking forward to an episode of just kind of hearing your perspective as an administrator versus a teacher and maybe all the things you've learned. Uh, I know I've mentioned that a couple of times, but we haven't even had any time to catch up. You know, I'm finishing up. I'm still doing tennis. I'm the assistant coach this year, so I don't have nearly as much stress, uh, but I'm coaching my son's baseball team. My, my daughter's got volleyball. You know, everything has just been crazy. So anytime we don't we even can... hardly talk that much. I know. I feel like I've talked to you less in the last month than probably the last two years, the last two years. So if yeah. you feel like we've kind of gone ghost and we're not making as many posts and uh, things like that, life is busy. We're still full-time educators uh, and we love what we do, but uh, things have been busy and we appreciate everybody still, still sticking around with us. I, I definitely appreciate it. And I'm, I am, I'm excited about the fall fit food challenge. Loving it. All right. Well, I can't wait to see that post. So thank you coach. And thank you, of course, to all the the fit listeners for joining us this week on the financially independent teachers podcast. We hope you join us for next week and we hope you join us on social media for the fall fit food challenge. Post your pictures, tell us how much it was to feed your family. And as always be frugal, be fearless and be a lifelong learner. Take care, everybody.